Are the Denver Broncos done making any big splashes in NFL free agency? And if they do, what might those moves be? You get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day, you can get this free and available everywhere you get your podcast and audio format. Or whether you want to watch us on YouTube, do us a favor, hit that subscribe or that follow button down below so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content, coverage, and more. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started today. NFL free agency continues. And while the Broncos have made some big moves to help upgrade various positions of need, are they done making any big splashes? Could they make some? We ponder all that and much more on today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos. I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter from Mile High Sports. Joined alongside as always by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert predominantly orange.com you know at the start of the official nfl free agency period two o'clock p.m mountain time on wednesday the broncos didn't really make any big moves on the official day they added a couple pieces we'll talk about as well but sarah i mean i want to throw the question out to you and this is for anybody who's watching or listening as well they want to participate make sure you comment on the youtube video or tweet us on social media with your thoughts are the broncos done making any big splashes in the NFL free agency period after making a couple of big splashes through the first 48 hours of legal negotiating period. Yeah, everybody let us know in the comments how you feel. Cody, you kind of know how I am about this stuff. I'm greedy. I want the Broncos to keep going, right? I mean, not at the expense of really anybody else. I know we're going to maybe talk about those wide receiver those wide receiver trade rumors. They're pesky, right? I thought they're I thought that mosquitoes were still dead this time of year or something, wherever they are. But they're they're pesky. I mean, they won't go away. Right now, the Broncos are kind of the focus of the wide receiver market in a multitude of ways, which we'll discuss. But as far as free agency goes, I really hope they're not done. I like the the idea of adding more players to this roster. I like talking about the acquisitions that the team is making. I like looking at, hey, how could this guy fit here? Or what could he bring to the table on this side of the ball? I like all that stuff. And I am greedy about this kind of stuff. I like it when the Broncos are adding players i don't care necessarily if it's big name guys or if it's you know smaller name guys like the players they added on wednesday but really my thought is this if the broncos feel content with where they're at right now i would say you know my greed aside right that they're probably okay going into the nfl draft there's a couple positions you'd like to see them maybe add some more veteran help namely maybe d-line maybe safety maybe wide receiver and maybe the Broncos are on board with that as well too Cody but as far as big splashes it may require additional moves to be made whether that's restructuring or you know cutting somebody else or trading somebody else if they want to make a really big splash they may have to do something like that 
for me, I, I feel like barring anything drastic here with the moves that we've seen them make and just kind of seeing where things are at with them, we know that rebuilding the offensive line has been a big focal point. Will they still make maybe a, a lower tier move in terms of financials for a center? I don't think it's going to necessarily cost them big money that they paid to, uh, you know, obviously like Ben Powers or Mike McGlinchey at the tackle position. To me, I still think they'll make several moves, right? But it's kind of to the extent of maybe some of the things we saw on Wednesday in terms of two positions that they added. We will talk about that on today's episode of the show, but I think kind of going in the grand scheme of things here, it feels like Denver won't make any more big splashes. I know Broncos country wants him to trade for Austin Eckler. I know Broncos country wants CJ Gardner-Johnson. They want Darius Slay. They want all these big things. They want them to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know if that's going to happen. Now, I said barring anything drastic, right? So what would qualify as drastic in this situation? You mentioned it. Those pesky wide receiver trade rumors that have continued to go on. And the latest thing that we found out is at least a first round pick for Jerry Judy. Well, of course, I'd hope so. I hope they don't trade Jerry Judy. That's my thing. Jerry, in my opinion, has the opportunity to be the number one guy in this offense with Sean Payton, with Russell Wilson. We've seen how productive he can be. He can be the focal guy. But if Denver trades a wide receiver there, if they trade Cortland Sutton, who has a $25 million dead cap hit in the event, more than likely if they were to trade him, another team would have to renegotiate a contract with him to take that off of Denver's books. I don't think Denver would take that type of cap hit. If they did that, that would tell me, okay, they are looking to make a big splash in free agency, maybe even at wide receiver. Right. And I think that that sounds like a very real possibility at this point. Just a ton of steam picking up for that. You see local people talking about it. You see national people talking about it. I was watching NFL Network on Wednesday, Cody, at the start of the new league year. And right shortly after Aaron Rodgers discussion was the a Denver Broncos discussion. And those kind folks over at NFL Network put together a low light package, just making me relive all the different things that we hated about the 2022 season, but the wide receiver position, they discussed that specifically. And I think it's gotten all the way to the national airwaves that the Broncos may be potentially shopping Jerry Judy, maybe Cortland Sutton. And I think, like you said, I was writing it down as you were saying it, at least a first round pick for Jerry Judy. You could reference the draft day movie and put a little sticky note down on the desk, George Payton, if you're listening to this, a first round at least no matter what, right, for Jerry Judy, because you don't just give up. We talked about this. He's He was the best player on the offense last season. I know the Broncos, that they look like they're all ready to run the ball down everybody's throat for four quarters for all 17 games next season. I get it. But Jerry Judy, you can't just give a player like that away. You can't, even, even with Cortland Sutton right now, who's, I mean, people are just uh, so split on what his value is or may be. To me, Cody, I'm not giving him up for anything less than a second-round pick. I don't care what his stats were the last couple seasons. That's It'd be ridiculous if you didn't consider the quarterback position and the impact that that has had on Cortland Sutton in Denver. So if you're, tr- if you're talking about, hey, we'll give you a first round for Jerry Judy and we'll give you a second rounder for Cortland Sutton, okay, I might have that discussion with you. I might talk to you about that. If you're talking about giving me a second or third for Jerry Judy and a fourth or fifth for Cortland Sutton, you can, as you say, Cody, you can go pound sand because I'm not having that discussion right now. I'd rather have those guys on the team 
and then take my chances with something else, you know, with those mid round draft picks, which really who cares? They're inconsequential by comparison to those players. I mean, you have to have a Marcus Colston inside this offense, you know, and it's like Jerry Judy is going to make plays. I think KJ Hamler is going to make plays. I think Tim Patrick is going to make plays. I made the case on Twitter as well as to why I think they should keep this unit intact. We've talked about it on the show ad nauseum. I'm not going to go further into it, but like we said, if you want to trade somebody, why don't you let them play out, build up their value, and then maybe at the NFL trade deadline, make a move, right? Because maybe you're not going to get a second or a first. I mean, if the asking price is a first for Jerry, I mean, I still wouldn't make the trade. I still wouldn't trade Jerry. I think you can build with him. But if you want to get value, you don't have a second round pick next year in the NFL draft because you had to give that up in order to get Sean Payton. Maybe recoup that back at the NFL trade deadline. Maybe you could get even more. Maybe you could get a second and maybe a fifth. As we all know, George Payton wants to have draft capital, but at the expense of maybe giving up some of your best players in a year where you're going to transition to a brand new offense, which hopefully can take off. I feel like it's a little bit of a risk, but that's part of the game. I understand that. Broncos country, we are eager for your thoughts on this as well. Make sure you drop it in the YouTube comment section where you can tweet us. If you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, you want to get involved in the conversation, tweet us at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked on Broncos. But on today's episode of the show, the Broncos, they made a couple of personnel decisions in the last 48 hours, including adding a position that doesn't get enough recognition in the NFL and some returner competition for Montreal, Washington. You'll get that on today's episode of the show. This episode is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel, and the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba Shortly after we recorded yesterday's episode of Lockdown Broncos, it premiered live on YouTube, appeared the next day in your favorite audio podcasting platform, the Broncos. They made a personnel move. We're hoping that that's not the case here as we're doing this episode here today, folks. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Your support means the world to us as we continue to grow. We're aiming towards getting 10K subscribers for this channel by the time the season starts. And Broncos country, you liking this video on YouTube, you commenting for the algorithm and you interacting with other Broncos country members, that'll help us do just that. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Continuing on with our conversation here, Sarah, I alluded to it. They've made a couple of personnel moves in the last 48 hours. The first one being an interesting one because it's a position that normally gets overlooked in the eyes of so many in the modern NFL, in the three-by-one, empty, let's-go-spread-them-out offenses around the NFL. And that is they added a fullback. As we all know, Andrew Beck, he departed to the Houston Texans. We're going to miss Andrew Beck there. But Denver, they're getting a veteran fullback option who has won a Super Bowl, who has played for a very, very good football team, has also one year under his belt with Sean Payton as well. And Michael Burton is coming over on a deal to be the Broncos fullback this upcoming season. 
make fullbacks great again, Cody. That's what we're going to do in Denver, right? Remember uh, just a couple of years ago, wasn't it Adam Prentice? Didn't Sean Payton steal Adam Prentice away from the Denver Broncos? I believe that was maybe 2020 or 2021 when the Saints took him right out of the right off the Broncos roster. So we know Sean Payton likes the fullback position. Hey, we're bringing Michael Burton, the former Kansas City Chief and former New Orleans Saint. Go figure into the building and I like this. I mean, you just talk, you look at the additions the Broncos have made. Okay, we got Ben Powers, you got obviously Mike McGlinchey, you got Chris Manhurts, you got Mike Burton. I mean, these guys are coming in and I just I, as some AJP Ryan at the running back position, Cody, just can you just picture like how many angry runs segments will the Denver Broncos be in in 2023? Like I know Kyle uh Kyle Brandt, you know, he's the the leader of that segment it's a great segment but he's not necessarily on the good graces of broncos fans right now and he he's always a broncos hater he is yeah and frankly i was gonna say i don't think he really likes the broncos or russell wilson at all that for that matter but we know kyle loves javante williams he's got a soft spot soft spot excuse me for javante i think cody i think we're fixing to see the broncos on plenty of angry run segments here in 2023 should be a lot of fun with michael burton coming in bringing that experience over with the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, you know, being that, he, hey, the Broncos are bringing in guys, they can get some intel on their division rivals, right? Jarrett Stidham coming from the Raiders, where he can bring some intel on that organization with working hand-in-hand with Josh McDaniels. Now Michael Burton can come in, give you some intel from the Chiefs organization. And I think, obviously, Joe Lombardi, you know, he worked for the Chargers last year, so that works out. So the Broncos have plenty of intel as well as, you know, they're bringing the fullback back into the mix. I I think it's going to be good, too, because every move we've seen, and we've highlighted this here on the show, Sean Payton, George Payton are building a roster that, at least for the offensive side of the ball, is going to embody physicality and imposing your will, right? And then I go back and I look at last season's run game. I mean, realistically like Javante last year before he got injured going back and watching some plays he really turned some plays into not you know like nothing into something and I remember the 49ers game to be exact there were a couple of big plays in that game where it seemed like he was just going to be wrapped up behind the line of scrimmage he powers through especially in the third quarter and even in the fourth quarter came up with a big play I mean you need a big play as well against the Houston Texans he was able to spring off some big plays for Denver offensively and then we all know the unfortunate an injury he sustained in week four is a big loss for Denver. I think adding a fullback, I think we're going to see a lot of heavy personnel this upcoming season. It would not shock me if Denver goes 13 personnel quite a bit. They add the fullback in there to kind of be a maybe an extra pass protection guy or even a lead blocker. But with Chris Manhurts being the guy that's designed to, in this offense, be the inline blocking guy, you combine him, you combine Burton. The run game is the emphasis. It is the way of life, and it should be the way of life for this Denver offense because, Sarah, you know this as well as I do, watching football, loving the game, covering it, playing it, it opens up the passing game, right? It takes the pressure off of Russell Wilson to feel like he has to do everything, in which last year Denver didn't have an offensive identity. So there was like, hey, let's try this. Didn't work, right? Now you have structure here with Sean Payton. He's not going to let things get off structure for Denver 
I think this is a good move for them here. But on the other hand, too, they also added some depth at the kick return, punt return position and cornerback behind Patrick Sertan and Damari Mathis. And Tremont Smith is coming over after spending the last two seasons with the Houston Texans. What were your thoughts on this pickup? I mean, from a standpoint, we even said Denver needs to add outside depth. Well, they added this, but they also added a guy who could start for you on the special team side of the ball. That's right. Big time speed as well. I believe I read that he ran a 4-3-3 in the 40-yard dash at his pro day once upon a time. Obviously flashing that big time speed on a kickoff return touchdown that he had back in 2021. Picked off Dak Prescott a couple of times last season. So we know this guy can, can ball. He can play. Obviously drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs once upon a time as well. So, hey, I'm all for this kind of move, Cody. I love the Broncos getting faster on either side of the ball. I love them getting a guy that comes in on special teams and and look like this does put the sand timer on for Montrell Washington right I feel like he's now got to prove hey I'm worth keeping around on this roster either as a punt returner or as a wide receiver because you know I mean with Tremont Smith coming in that guy's getting paid quite a bit more than Montrell Washington is and he does his job extremely well already so we need to see a, a breakthrough from Montrell if he's going to make this team so I think there's implications there but I, I definitely don't mind this move like we've been calling for what's the corner depth going to look like behind Damari Mathis, behind Pat Sertan, specifically on the outside. You know, this this is a guy that can play for you, and this is a guy that I think gives you some versatility there, Cody. So to me, I like this move a lot. I think it gives a lot of confidence, too, to Damari Mathis. that His rookie season, the Broncos aren't just saying that we believe he's a starter, which George Payton did say that we believe is a starting corner in the in the NFL. It's This shows that they're putting some feet to that. They're, they're putting action behind their words. And I think that's the most important thing. And competition for a guy like Montrell could be a good thing, right? Because it'll elevate his level of play. Montrell knows what he needs to adjust on going into his second season in the NFL. But also, like, let's say Montrell wins that job. Okay, well, now Tremont Smith, he can be that guy that starts at Gunner. He can be that guy that starts at Jammer on the special team side as well. So I do like that angle here. I, this next one kind of you know bums me out a little bit. The Broncos didn't add anybody, but they lost somebody who I have you know nothing but respect for. Eric Saber, Abor Sabi, he's headed to the Miami Dolphins on a one-year deal to play in that offense. I mean, that's a very, very solid pickup for them. A great blocker on the offensive side of the ball, an underrated pass catcher for them, and a guy who's going to impact all core four on your special team side of the ball. Eric Saber leaving the Broncos and heading to the Miami Dolphins. You know, anything uh, you want to throw out there on Sabi, man? I'm just, like I said, always great conversations with him in the locker room. One of the toughest guys on that Broncos roster last season. Wish him the best in Miami. I do too, Cody. It's just a, a, a tough loss, obviously, for the Broncos. You bring in a guy like Chris Manhurts, you have Dulcich, you have Okwebunam. Maybe you're looking to make a change at that position group specifically, and I think it's a great fit for Saubert to go to Miami. He he took two years that he played in Denver, and he parlayed it now into an opportunity to go to one of the best offenses in the NFL where I think he's going to play, right? I mean, Mike Gusecki is a free agent. They just traded Hunter Long to the Los Angeles Rams uh, in that Jalen Ramsey deal, so so like there's an opening in Miami for some PT, for some playing time. So I, I'd love to see Sauber. We'll follow his career. I'm sure we'll see the Dolphins plenty on the Red Zone channel, right? So it's a, it's a see you later, I guess, for 
for a guy like Eric Saubert more more or less than it is, you know, a uh, goodbye type of thing. We'll see plenty of him, but unfortunately, no longer in the orange and blue. We'll have to watch he and Vic Fangio and any other Broncos, former Broncos now that that join the forces with those guys there in Miami. And we're going to have to cover them in South Beach next year because the Broncos are traveling on the road next year to take on the Miami Dolphins. That's going to be a tough one on paper right there. But outside of that Broncos country, we've kind of talked about and we've asked the question, is Denver done making any splash moves? What if they make any splash moves, what could those splash moves be? We're going to talk about that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Real quick, I wanted to tell you, you've made Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day after this podcast, go check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the draft. Draft dudes from free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise. Every Monday through Friday, find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Imagine the sound of a big splash happening. That's what a lot of people in Broncos country want to hear in NFL free agency, despite the first wave happening and Denver making some big moves initially. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day here. Sir, Broncos country, I applaud their wish list that they have, right? Because they dream big. And it's always a good thing as a fan to be able to dream big. We talked about some of the other things, like they want to trade for Austin Eckler. Not going to happen. The Chargers aren't going to trade within the division. But if Denver does trade a wide receiver, like a Cortland Sutton or a Jerry Judy, they could make a play for Odell Beckham Jr., even though they did not send a contingent. Could this be one of those Jedi mind tricks that, hey, all these teams went and watched OBJ. We don't need to watch him. We already know what he's going to get. If maybe Denver makes one of these big trades, maybe they go big on a wide receiver like OBJ. Or maybe they make a play for big play Slay. Uh, Darius Slay, who set the hit the free agent market from the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, Patrick Sertan put out a tweet with the eye emojis. Everyone's reading into that, but... Denver could make these could be two of those moves that they make if they do want to make a big splash. They could. And I think that that would be a lot of fun. Obviously, I'm sure Darius Slay is going to have teams calling him left and right now that he's been released. Heck, may not even make it uh, until the time of this dropping this podcast. Who knows? He may sign almost immediately. So we'll see what happens (laughs) with him. But I would love to, to see him come to Denver. Of course, like you see this all the time, Cody, and I get it like it can be. At times, it can be exhausting when everybody's suggesting every free agent and you're like, okay, like we know that one doesn't make sense. Like, let's not even talk about it. But I think, you know what? If you ask for everything and you get like a fraction of it, hey, at least you ask for everything. If you get half of everything, that's a lot more than maybe you would be expecting. If you ask for, you know, 50% of everything and you only get half of that, right? I mean, that's a long-winded way to say like you might as well ask for the world and if you get half, great. Broncos ended up having maybe the biggest free agency that we've had. And I can't even, I can't remember the last time they signed this many guys this quickly in free agency. Maybe, maybe not since I've been covering the team or you, I I don't know if, if you think of something, let me know. But it's been awesome to see like the the fans that wanted a big and, and you know, uh, just like a, a long list of free agents. You're getting that. And I think the next splash moves, what could that be? Well, like Cody said, you might be a little disappointed. You might see Cortland Sutton get traded. You might. Ah, God forbid we see Jerry Judy get traded. But I think if they do something like that, it's going to lead to something like what Cody's saying here, something like an Odell Beckham, something like a Darius Slay. 
maybe Chauncey Gardner-Johnson if he's still available by the time we're done recording this. You know, just just thinking through these options, I don't think Sean Payton is going to say, hey, let's sign off. Because he's, I mean, he's the one in charge of that offensive side of the ball. So if he's co-signing on trading one of those guys, Cody, it means that I think they have something in mind. Maybe Brandon Cooks, maybe all those little, those Twitter detective breadcrumbs that have come, <laughs> come out. Maybe that comes to life eventually. I don't know. But something. It's hard to know if we should be excited or, or furious without knowing what's on the other side of that. But hey, those big splashes, they could still be coming. Well, even that too, you know, it was initially reported by Jordan Schultz about the Denver Broncos interest in Alan Lazard. It came out James Palmer, Mike Garofalo confirmed that Denver was heavily pursuing him, which links that, that there's validity to the trade rumors. There's also some other names out there as well. DJ Chark could be an option, right? John Morton, the passing game coordinator, understands very well what DJ Chark can bring to the table. You look at the little dots there. What about McCole Hardman as well, who the Chiefs just like, hey, you know, we're going to let you go. Uh, he's a dynamic playmaker. He was initially, as we've talked about here in our crossover previews, he was the guy that was brought in in the event that Tyreek Hill was going to be suspended initially by the NFL with all the stuff that he was going through in Kansas City. I mean, these could also be big splashes as well for Denver. I would love to see it. I've long been a fan of DJ Chark. Obviously, I, I think he and uh, he and Cortland Sutton, I think they were both pro bowlers in their second season, both part of the 2018 draft class, both made the pro bowl in 2019. Obviously, he's a guy that you don't give a, a high volume of targets to, but he can make, take advantage of the ones he gets. Nicole Hardman is another interesting guy. Maybe a guy like Tremont Smith makes that a little less likely because he returns kicks, but maybe Nicole Hardman comes in and returns punts. And I think that that kind of game speed, that kind of play speed, you're not necessarily talking about McCole Hardman as somebody that you're just going to send, you know, hey, just run as fast as you can in a straight line and we'll try to get to the ball that way. I think he's somebody that you can use in motion. I think he's somebody that you can hand the ball in the backfield, somebody that you want to try to get some opportunities after the catch. So there's different options out there. The Broncos really should be, in my opinion, Cody, they should be in on some of these you know, risk reward types of guys like who's out there looking for a one year deal on the cheap to prove that they can get to free agency next year and get another big opportunity at a contract because, hey, then you can benefit in terms of the comp pick formula if the Broncos really care about that. But that, that's the kind of stuff that would get me excited at this point. Those are maybe the big splashes that I'd be looking for is like, OK, we, we got Nicole Hardman on a one year deal worth, you know, five or six million. I, that's a great bargain. I'd be like, hey, let's get him involved in the offense, see if we can't make something out of that. So those are the kind of things that I would be excited about at this stage. Broncos country, we want to know what big splashes you'd still like this the team to be able to make during this initial free agency period. Up next, after free agency of the NFL draft, where we know Denver doesn't have a first or second round pick yet. Potentially, that could change. But let us know in the YouTube comments down below. If you want to tweet us on Twitter, you can at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked On Broncos. We appreciate you so much for listening to us, making us your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. That way, you get the latest available episode as soon as it is made available. As soon as we're done, it's uploaded. Bam! You get it every single day all year long. With that said, that'll wrap up today's episode. Locked on Broncos. If there's anything that continues in NFL free agency with the team makes a move, other guys depart in free agency, we're going to cover that here on the show. For all the avid listeners in Broncos country, we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.